welcome back to Shooting the Shit. I'm joined here by Imo Fenner. Say hello. 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 <laughs> um, awesome. So we're going to start off, as we always do, um, the first three. So it's three questions, just to break the ice and get you ready, get, you re get ready, raring, um, and then we'll hit you with the final three at, cool. at the end, obviously, because that's how that. things work. Awesome. So if we were to order a, a takeaway right here, right now, what are we getting? Pizza. Pizza. Vegetarian. Vegetarian. Yeah. I'm like Just a special. terrible vegan. I'm like trying to be a vegan but eat too much cheese. <laughs> Proper cheese. And I mean, I'm not sure how this is going to go down with like awful vegans, but what's, what's your favourite ice cream flavour? Ooh, mint choc chip. Mint choc chip? Yes. Meh. Really? No? I'm, I'm, that's a very meh answer. No, mint choc chip's underrated. It's perfect. It's like the perfect after dinner, perfect cinema. It's quite room. like um, uh, a palate cleanser, Fresh. is the word. Fresh. Fresh. Awesome. Um, so, we're going to start off uh, with your what's your biggest insight in 2020 so far? That's tough. Because there's probably been a lot. I know there's been a lot for me. Yeah. I've not given mine yet because we'll do that right at the end of the year. <laughs> keeping it, keeping it um, under wraps. Probably. Like training at home was a big thing for me. And I know it's like training related and that's a bit of a cliche, but yeah. I've been in gyms since I was like 15 and kind yeah. of grown up and always trained and always had that out there. So being like exercising and training at home was never really something I ever considered or would want to enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. And then I had that probably classically, like a lot of people did. I did that two weeks of lockdown where I was in total denial and I just thought the gyms would be back open in like a week's time. And I was like, I'll just take two weeks off and I'm not going to train. And then I had like hitting that sticking point of like, I've got no equipment, um, not a lot of space, not really got a garden, but I'm going to have to start doing something. Yeah, I mean, I was quite lucky that I could ransack the gym I was working at at the time and just stole loads of kettlebells essentially. Just kettlebells. like as much as you could. What else did I do? I think I saw like a, like a fixed weight bar. I wanted a barbell, which just didn't have the room. Um, what else did he steal? Yeah, just then. Just, 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 just a few things to say. Now, steal. I'm not going to say how much I did, how I used them, because it wasn't very much. No, we'll <laughs> but, past but that. They, they, yeah, we'll, we'll, just, we'll just look past that. Um, oh, fuck, I'll tell you what I forgot to do. We don't know who you are. 30 second elevator pitch. Oh, okay. Let me, where's my, my phone's there, it's recording. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, 30 seconds. Who's bloody hell are you? Who's bloody hell are you? So, um, I'm in my fanner. Uh, I'm a yoga, pilates teacher, as well as a fitness instructor. I teach like loads of spin as well, because you've got to have that contrast of talking to people in a nice flowy voice and shouting at them. Yeah. Uh, I manage a gym in Yeovil, and I spend most of my day just doing like admin, chatting to people. I'm an absolute extrovert, so I'd happily spend eight hours a day on the gym floor just cheering people's ear off about training. But... Uh, in my own time, I power lift, so that's my sport of choice, uh, and I practice a lot of yoga and just want to kind of spread that love of yoga yeah, that yoga I have. Vibes. Yeah, out yeah. to everybody else. Absolutely. Cool. Good to pick. Yoga, powerlifting. Mm, don't make me do it. It would be yoga. Yoga's a way of life. Powerlifting's a sport and a style of training. But I couldn't okay. do... I'd, I'd hate to have to pick and do one without the yeah. other. I suppose you they kind of complement each other 100%. quite well. Yeah. Yoga pretty much complements any type of training, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, but certainly something as kind of 
harsh on your body as taking a, like taking anything to like a sport or an athletic level mm -hmm. so powerlifting um olympic lifting stuff like that having another style of training that you do that gives your body a little bit of a chance to recover yeah. as well as finding mobility and flexibility like, a, like almost an active recovery sort of thing so 100%. it's not so yeah but the kind of the mindfulness and the meditation stuff that we'll get into a little bit more yeah, sure. um yeah, it's that that's a bit more of a way of life. So it would be yoga over powerlifting, but mm. only just. Only just a little bit. Awesome. So let's let's start off by talking about uh, yoga, essentially. Uh, so like I said, I will have to I have to say, Imo has like given me a bit of an in inlet into it. I've I've done I've done yoga. I've done like a yoga class before, and I was like, it was a bit. I don't know, it was a bit weird. This woman was sat on a sheepskin and was making weird noises and I was like, I, I'm not I'm not enjoying it. Not about that. And it was at the gym I worked at, so I kind of had to behave myself. There was points where I think we were in child's pose and I was just pissing myself. Like, like absolutely wet myself. And then I was with someone that I knew. I looked over and it was like a yeah, you each other off. But don't look, don't look, don't talk to me, don't talk to me, don't talk to me. Um, but yeah, like I said, and one thing that I definitely found from um, yoga is a it's a bit of a me like a uh, sorry a bit of an ego melter. Yeah. Because I think I went in thinking, oh, it's just it's just some stretchy stretchy. I don't think I went, with, well, went in with the wrong mindset. Possibly, like there's so many different types of yoga. So I think like for a lot of people yeah. that I've met before or spoken to, they've had like a scarring situation with yoga like you they've been to a class and they've not got on with it at all and it's probably been a really traditional style of yoga where there's chanting involved or like somebody whacks out a bowl and they start like humming and I don't, I don't think it, was, it wasn't that intense but not just, that I don't know, it's just a bit um and like no style is bad or wrong it's just you have to find the style that like gels with you and what you want to do sure. so i mean one of the common misconceptions is like yoga is just for old ladies and there's certain styles of yoga that are really gentle on your body and they're really slow and it's that predominantly stretchy as opposed to strength. Yeah. And like, that's probably gonna suit a lot of the old ladies out there and like good yeah. on them for still moving and still going. Absolutely. But for like somebody young and into sport or like into lifting, it just doesn't appeal to them at all. So you've got to find the one that suits you. So increase intensity. Yeah. You can do like, so I teach a lot of, there's a few different styles, but the style that I trained in is called vinyasa yoga. So it's a long, long off word, but it basically means it's like a flowing movement. That's that little press thing, isn't it? That's that little press thing you did learn. Oh, you did make You paid some attention to those <laughs> yoga flows. Yeah, so it's basically a style of yoga where you move really fluidly and you're trying to not really hold too many stretches or poses. Um, but Apart yeah. from that one that you did and it was like, is it goddess but up on your toes? Yeah. That was horrendous. That was the worst part of lockdown. Hideous. It wasn't seeing family. It was. It was doing that, it was that on the on the regular. Goddess pose. Just. It was horrendous. You like just. Right in the hips and the other thigh. Yeah, a little bit on, on the old quads as well. Quads. Yeah. 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 It wasn't. It wasn't fun. So you have got to like you can do that really really relaxed style if you want to, and then again like you say about yoga being a bit of an ego killer. You get yeah. those harder, like the kind of flowy stuff, and you can move into a lot of like you see people doing handstands and headstands and all yeah. that kind of work. Um, it can be a lot more technical, which appeals to some people because they want that challenge and they want to 
still feel like they're having an athletic workout and get a bit of swelling. Yeah, and it's it's just a, it's just a mobility and like that's probably one thing that quite a lot of people people I see a lot of people struggle struggle with. Yeah, I see a lot of people struggle with the nutrition and the mindset and the mobility. And mobility. It's not necessarily a strength thing. It is or a cardio thing, which I think a lot of people think that their problem is. It's mobility. It's mindset. Yeah, and it's food. Yeah, pretty much. I, like, I say that's my the big three things that I love three. talking about and people who can't sit down properly and in half properly and yeah and mobility like you have that factor of people that train and people that do a lot of cardio or a lot of strength training they're naturally like it's the mobility is going to get worse where a lot of people think like if you gym and you exercise like you'll just be fine at that least to a certain degree but if you take anything to an extreme um one thing's going to have to be compromised and for most people it's mobility because i don't think they see it as like a fun thing to train if you yeah. can like lift heavy weights and build muscle, people recognise that. And like, if you go out and they can see that you've lost like three stone, or if you go out and you've like put on a load of weight and size, yeah, people are like impressed and it gets spoken about. Whereas if it's you, all the non-sexy things that people not forget sexy. about, it's not sexy. Yeah, if you can just up, yeah. like do the splits, it's impressive. But like, well, rarely in a social situation do you just drop into the splits. No, no, I can't say I have Especially now Neo's closed. <laughs> it's only across the road as well. Um, awesome. Like, I, I, yeah, I definitely found it as like a, oh, yeah, like, I, I wouldn't do that. I don't need to do that. I don't need to do that. And then it was like a firm, like, absolutely not. Yeah. And I was like, oh, but then my, my hip, I can't, my hip's always fucking hurt. And yeah. I look at this twinge from all I've got to And I'm like, probably something I need to be doing. But yeah, no, for sure. Like, it's, it's still a, it's still a, um, Definitely benefit. There's definitely is. a lot of benefits. Do you just want to highlight some of the, the benefits of yoga that may not necessarily be specifically around like um, mobility? Yeah, for sure. I mean, like yoga for a lot of people, um, it's going to have a benefit to pretty much everybody because it can be a really nice inlet into training and exercise for somebody who's not necessarily comfortable in a gym environment. Yeah. Chances are a yoga class, it's a little bit more of a community, it's a calmer atmosphere. Um, people tend to like going into that class environment as a little bit of like less intimidation than going straight into the gym, I've always yeah. found. It's the people that train already and kind of are regular gym goers that then will come into a class maybe off the back of an injury or because they can't train quite so intensely um, and they want to do a bit of rehab work. They can then come in as well and kind of be in the same place as a newbie who's never trained before. So yeah. I love yoga in that sense of like it can be really accessible to anybody um, and obviously like we've spoken about benefits for your body, mobility, flexibility, types of yoga that you can do that are stronger so you're going to feel like you've got more of a workout mm. and then like totally on the other side you've got the whole mindset, mindfulness, meditation side of yoga that comes onto it and I yeah. think with a 2020 and the year that it's been and people struggling with their mental health but also just the last few years and that kind of conversation about mental health becoming more accessible and more predominant on social media um people are looking for a way to kind of help themselves and to feel a little bit better in their own mindset and if there's people out there who kind of relate to this and do struggle with that and they've never tried yoga and they've never tried any kind of meditation i'd recommend it like a million times over no like i mean med meditation is something that i'm 
I'm learning. We're kind of skipping a little bit ahead ahead, ahead of the game, but that, that's cool. But I met. I've just I've just seen like obviously talking about meditation now, but like there's a lot of ways of meditating. Like meditating is just taking your sort of self away from a situation. But a lot of people, and certainly things I've I found I've struggled with in the past is is tuning out. Yes. For me, I need to tune into something different. So that's something that op, op, like occupies me. And I when I've always always grown up as like oh yeah like, like the PlayStation's a bad thing. Mm-hmm. But if I can tune in out of work life into that for an hour. Yeah. I'm not saying it's equivalent to a meditation, but it's that diversion of attention. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, again, like I said, I recently started training Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. It's very hard to think about things and lives and issues and problems when someone's trying to rip your head off, <laughs> or pull its arm out of the socket. Like it's it's not it's not. Yeah, you can't you can't really think about think about anything anything like that. Like I said, it, it doesn't have to be on all of that sort of stuff. Um, although it, that is there is like the the benefits the benefits of that. I think like what you said has like hit the nail on the head. People yeah. the misconception is that especially you have for to... guys as well. They don't want to sit down and I think we call it like hippy dippy shit. And I'm like, meh. It's mm. that like image of like you have to sit in a lotus position with your hands like on your knees to yeah. meditate and it's so not true you meditate like for me without going too much into like the yoga and the spiritual side of it there'll be yoga out it. there that are like totally traditional it. and will slate what i'm going to say now but for me meditating is just being present because yes. most of us especially if you think about having like a bad time in your head you're either thinking and dwelling on the past or focusing on the future yeah. and like we just live our daily lives now in those two zones it's either like oh that's happened that's still playing on my mind or you've just got that endless cycle of things you've got to do plans that you need to make things that you've got to stress about and like rarely do we ever just sit in the present moment and just enjoy sure. like oh, okay right now like i'm in a warm place i'm in a safe place my body feels good like you've got no stresses that you've got to focus on mm. And it's just picking in, like tuning in with your environment. Like right now, I can hear like a like a vibration thing. Like a I don't know, just yeah. the fridge or the like the washing machine. And I'm like, that's if I'm thinking about that sort of thing, I'm not thinking about present worry. Uh, sorry, future worry, future based worries, past Stresses, worries, whatever it may be. But no, like a, like it is. I think it's just bringing it, bringing yourself into the present. It like grounds you into the space that you're in. So your mind can just be like really still for a minute because I think that's where like most of people who get in a bad place with their mental health, it's because they're like totally focusing on either external, other people, other people's opinions, social media, the perfect life that they want and they're kind of thinking ahead to that, worrying about what they've done in the past that doesn't fit with where they want to be and then they just like, they just get to a place where you never get to enjoy where you actually are. Yeah. It's like Christmas Day. You look forward to it. Oh, the lead up for Christmas from... Day is actually better than Christmas Day. I don't know what you think. But yeah, like, and I'm it's like... like you're looking forward to it. You're looking forward to it, and then on the day, it just like goes immediately. Or you say something that was good. Like after lunch, I had this real. I've always had this real mental turbulence, and I'm like, okay, what's what's going on? going on? And you almost. I mean, I probably felt this feeling of not empty. Empty is not the right word, but you're like. Oh, it's not here now. Yeah. Oh, is this 
Yeah. yeah. And then it's like, well, it's still Christmas for another six days, and then you've got New Year, and then it's going to be like, and you've got that. everything's absolutely rammed and busy. And, and you're under that constant pressure to like make the day as good as you wanted it to be. And like, if you spend months building up Christmas in your head to be in like the best day of your life or best day of 2020, mm. And then it doesn't hit with that, you just end up feeling disappointed and deflated. And chances are for those few days in between Christmas and New Year, you're just gonna be thinking back to Christmas and back to like how disappointed you were. Whereas if you just like take these little times to sit in the present, like enjoying every single day as it comes, you never get that like disappointment feeling because you don't have that build up of expectation. Yeah, and like I mean I mean, my humble but accurate opinion, uh like all disappointment, anger, uh, like all these probably quite uh, high energy negative emotions, mm -hmm. it all comes from unmet expectations. Yes, like 100%. Probably the last time you were feeling angry is because someone had not met your expectations, but us as people, we're really bad at, at highlighting what act, like one, what our expectations are, or two, have ridiculously high expectations of absolutely everyone. No one ever meets it. Cause, and then you're going around with your head thinking, people aren't good enough for me. Yeah. And, and then you're like, maybe, and this is where people need to think that maybe I need to change. I Maybe I need to lower my expectations or communicate them. Like I said, a big thing that I, like, I've done with like, my coaching, I'm like, this is my expectation. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Put it out What, what are your expectations of me? So if I'm not doing things that you're, if I'm not doing what you expect me to be doing, you're going to get angry at me or yeah. get upset with me. Vice versa, if you're not doing what I expect of you, you're going to get upset. Yeah. And it's just this like this vicious circle of where everyone gets annoyed with each other. And but you have to have that introspection to be like, I can't get angry at you for not meeting an expectation that, that I, I haven't communicated. Yeah, that I've yeah, never yeah. told you I have. So like, how are you going to meet it if you had no idea you had to? Yeah, nobody's a mind reader. No, I mean, I'm, I'm good, but I'm, I can't read minds. Yeah, I was going to say, no matter how good you get at meditation, I yeah. don't, still don't think there's a point where you can start to read minds. Hey, that's something to aim for, though. I'm working on it. <laughs> Gosh, she's in my head. <laughs> Amazing. Uh, so, like, what would you, what would you define uh, like mind, mindfulness as? Because I think, I think that is something else that... I think we forget the definition. There's a lot of words out there, but yeah. we forget what they actually mean. Yes. I and mean, um, we use them, but we don't know how to use them. Don't actually know what they yeah, mean. Yeah, yeah, And it's hard with things like this because, like, a mindfulness and a meditation has lots of different practices and lots of different ways that you can be mindful. Um, and whoever you speak to, they'll probably give you a different, completely different answer mm -hmm. to each question. But certainly, like, being present is a part of it practicing mindfulness like throughout your day should be I mean, in my definition and how I teach it to people would be like coming out of the worries and the stresses and everything you've got going on in your mind mm -hmm. and trying to be mindful of where you are right now so like you said about listening into little noises a super easy way to just start Sounds, practicing sounds, mindfulness. Yeah, yeah it's to go through all of your senses. See you yeah, my phone now, I can yeah. see you've been doing it. <laughs> um, literally, like, if you feel that anxious feeling coming on and like to practice being mindful would just be to like, close your eyes 
and then try and count through all of your different senses and like see what you can pinpoint in your brain and it will just take you out of that future and past place and like bring you into the present because you're like right right now I can hear that little grumbling from like that electricity hum I can smell like this food coming from this shop certain way yeah Someone yeah, to and like as you yeah. go through it, it takes about a minute in your head to do. But you like for sure, I would guarantee in people that from the start of that minute to the end, their heart rate will be lower. They'll feel a little calmer. Their shoulders would have like come down a little yeah. bit because it's just they're like fully back in their present and now, and it just gives your brain that chance to catch up with itself and to like just, just breathe in as well. Like one, yeah. one thing I say is just like one, two. two. And just go, so just easy. ten, or even go ten backwards. Like that, that's just yeah. Like I said, you're not you're not thinking. Again, it's a bit like having someone try and rip your head off. Yeah. You can't really think about an awful lot. Like we said, we say, oh, so much going through my head, but you can't focus on one thing at one. You can't fold. Like it's very hard. I don't actually, I don't probably don't think you can focus on loads of things at once. No. Things quite easily get forget, and then they might get brought up later down the line. Like even with like stuff that you need to do. So oh, I've got this one to do this. You for. Like go away from go away from us. I need to do A and B. You'd go out C. Yeah, and yeah. that's like the biggest. Like for me, the biggest disappointment I've got on myself is when I forget stuff, and I know I'm terrible at it because, like, like you said, you have it in your brain, and it just like disappears. But then somebody comes up and reminds you of like something you were meant to do. And you're just like, shit, I've forgotten mm. exactly that thing, and I like you feel almost like let down by your own brain. But actually, it's like it's myself. Short pencils, but on a long memory. Hundred percent. It's a Dr. John D. Martini. I don't know if you've ever heard of him, but he's a legend. Is he? He's fuck. He's a clever bloke as well, actually. I can't look that up. Have you ever heard of um, the values factor? No. Yeah, it's called uh, D. Martini. Oh, I'll take a look. He's yeah. I was gonna. He was. I saw he like a three-day webinar, and I was like, oh, that looks good. Looked at it. It was nine hundred quid, and I'm like. Oof. Not this time, John. Not this time, John. Love a man that knows his value, though. Like, yes, for sure. Uh, values, value, like that's something that I'm getting my head around at the moment. Is values, and like, what do I actually value? Yeah. What do I actually value? And I know one of the things I value quite highly is people doing what they said they would. But again, I can't expect that of other people if I'm not doing what I said I would do. Yeah, and if you've not put that out there to that person. Yeah, for sure. And you can check in with yourselves, like pinpoint the places in yourself that you know that you let yourself down. If that's something that you feel and you get that anxiety because you do feel like you forget a lot of stuff, or like you said, you put in too higher expectations maybe on other people. And like, if you can make time in your day to practice a meditation or a bit of mindfulness, it doesn't have to be like sat on a yoga mat, it doesn't have to be after a yoga class. You can do it on the sofa, you can do it in a quiet spot, you can do it whilst you're going out for a walk. Just trying not to walk into too many things. Yeah. Um, and you can kind of talk yourself through in your brain, like, right, how am I going to... When you're in the present, you have that time to make changes and make tangible changes. And you're more likely to follow through with those changes that you want to do because you're thinking about the here and now. A lot of yeah. people, when they want to lose weight, if they've not kind of combated their own personal like stresses and demons in their head... They're never going to hit that goal because 
they're constantly thinking about the next thing or like where they want to be and they're not just focused mm, well, on Alex Myers, one of the guys I had on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago actually, he said, uh, one thing that he said is you can't combat a demon, you keep feeding. Yes, that's a really nice statement. Yeah, like Alex has a lot of, uh, a lot of his own troubles in his past, but like he's like, yeah. Um, if you just keep on like feeding that, mm, that thing in your head, you're not going to be able to get rid of it. No, for sure. A lot of people, it's just they don't know where to start, and I think meditation needs to become something that's talked about more, taught in schools, like educated from a young age. Something they did at my school. Is it? Yeah, there's a one of the history teachers, I think he had his own troubles and then uh, had a bit of time off and then came back and was like a, did like med- uh, mindfulness with yeah. all the kids. It was like a like an enrichment thing you can choose, choose to do. That's so true. like, yeah. So that's that was such like, a good starting place. Like to hear or know. Yeah, and like I know when like when my sister, because me and obviously me and her sister went to the same school, like it was just a thing that happened. Yeah. Like it was new when I was like finishing school, but when she started, it was like very very new. Like it was just like the like the, the thing that happened. Yeah. It wasn't like a weird, like a weird. Oh, by the way, we do mindfulness now. It was a yeah mindfulness. Like that's just normal now. Yeah, it was like a. Is it peace? Like an extra. Oh, for Like teaching that's a really, really yes. cool thing, but I just think it needs to be talked about more. There's still, like you say, that connotation of yoga and meditation being for like hippies or old ladies, mm-hmm. whereas like for probably ninety percent of the population, especially millennials, teenagers, twenty somethings, where we're like yeah. feeling so much stress and pressure, mm-hmm. it's something that can massively help and doesn't take. Like doesn't really require any skill and doesn't really require a lot of time. No, 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 no. And I think people think oh, I've got to meditate. That's that's gonna take a time, however long. But I mean, I think we forget like even just writing down stuff. Yeah. Because it's not in here. It's on here. Yeah, we call it brain dumping. Brain dump. Brain yeah. dump it. So like I, I've done before. Like write stuff down. This should page out. Check it away. Especially if it's unhelpful. And yeah. Don't It's not it. true. Um, like I said, I could just you just chuck it away and it's mm-hmm. not. Not, not my not my problem anymore but like yeah just like I think using that sort of like meditation reflection time I think that's really important as well just to, like you said that looking at things in in retrospect mm-hmm. and 
looking looking at each other like right what what happened and uh, stuff like that. I think that's really really important as well. Um, One thing it's helped me with is stopping like an immediate reaction to something. So whereas I probably like I'm quite an emotional person. Mm. So if something happened or something was said to me, I'd have that immediate like snapback reaction of either getting really angry or getting really upset and actually it's a 90 second rule though isn't it yeah leave it for 90 seconds then act then act but yeah. all these things that come up now and like fitness professionals talk about stuff like that it all stems back from that idea of meditation and being present because yeah. if you take yourself out for 90 seconds stop thinking about like what happened and just immediately how it made you feel like look into how you are now and like is this actually affecting me as a human my life, the fact that I'm safe, the fact that I'm like warmer, yeah. got a quality of life. No, okay, so maybe I don't need to just like get irate at this person and kind of ruin their yeah. day as well. But again, one, one thing that like we get upset by the words that people say, and um, one thing that just changes the game for me is just people's mouths move and make noises mm-hmm. and I just make it mean something. Yeah. Like, again, at the end of the day, I like to say, I don't, I don't I don't see it as like there's bad people or there's broken people there is just people mm-hmm. and they might say things that might disagree with or that might upset me but that doesn't mean that that's their in, intention it's just it's just words and yeah. noise isn't it? it's just vibrations that I've made mean something yeah and you've put a weight to in your mind so as soon as you take that weight away from those words you can just like brush them off brush them away yeah sticks and stones may break my bones <laughs> yeah no absolutely um like what sort of obviously that like the practice in the yoga and the meditation what sort of impact has that had on your sort of own mental health or have you seen it's had on had an impact on other people's mental health or well-being I mean, for myself, like to start with massively, just from kind of, I took up yoga maybe a few years out of college. So I think everybody goes through a dark time as a teenager. It's just, that's yeah. what being a teenager is. And you've got a million hormones it's, going through it's your hard, body. It's hard, you've got a head full of hormones. Yeah, head full of that's hormones. That's what I say, I say to people all the time, it's like, don't fight hormones because they'll always win. Especially girls, don't try and fight hormones. They'll always win. They'll always win. They will always win. We will have a shit time. And they pick. you're just around people, like other teenagers that are full of hormones, and you're all just kind of horrible to each other. And you raise your standard to your peer group, mm-hmm. and it's just this bit a fucked up standard, <laughs> and you do all these fucked up things to stay up in the fucked up crowd, and it's like yeah. not until years down the line where you're like, that was a bit silly, wasn't it? Yeah, and the best thing I ever did was not go to university. No shade on anybody out there who got themselves a degree. Like, I commend you, because it's a lot of work. Like six, but... eight weeks, I did. Yeah. Yeah, and I was like, nope. out. No thanks. Because yeah. you do, you get caught up in all these, like, the teenagers and your peer group and these hormones, and then when you come out of college, it just basically spits you out and expects you to be an adult. And I think, mm. certainly for that first year and a half i went through like six or seven jobs all really random stuff i just had no idea of like what career i wanted and then throughout all of that craziness and uncertainty i started teaching so i got my level two because i'd always gymmed and i was just like well actually why don't i just that's the only thing i enjoy i've done these seven things and they're even crap what sort of things were they it's like oh i was a pa i think that lasted a month I worked in a car garage 
I did all right at that, but it was very evident. Sales? No, service. I okay. didn't know anything about cars though. People would come in and be like, I need you to change my brakes. And I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, we can do that. That take like five minutes? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so that was, yeah, that was bad. Um, I worked with kids, like worked in a crash for a little bit. Okay. That was quite fun because um, they're cute and they can just like, they can have a laugh, but it wasn't really a career or something I could see myself progressing. Um, I went to France for a bit and I skied oh, and cool. worked as like a rat. Like ski, that ski. was too much fun, probably. I was yeah, you can't make a you can't make a career out of that either. Sorry, anybody out there, unless you've done it, then well done. Because <laughs> it was Can awesome. Sending some tips. <laughs> yeah, please, please let me know how. Um, but yeah, throughout all of it, I trained, and uh, my mum's a big influence for me because she's a Pilates Joe instructor. Joe Fenner. She yeah. is an incredible woman and yoga pilates force of nature she is she's crazy she's she's i've genuinely seen old people fight over her pilates class (laughs) come back and swear at me because they lost because they couldn't get their mat like legit yeah yeah back um, back in the back in the oxley days um she'd do tuesday mornings like 10 10 and 11 and uh, like like she'd have like the only could be the only class ever that would have like a waiting list over five or something like that and yeah. literally, like these old people would go to fight. Busy. Oh, you got in last week, but oh yeah, look, she, I'm on the list, and I'm on the, my name's on the list. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, do you feel for mum? Because she would have had to probably broken up some fights between she Gerald is, yeah. and Sharon. She, he's got a, yeah. she's got a like a definitely a a support group behind her, a little <laughs> fan club. Mm. Um, yeah. So having her in my life and kind of seeing the the stuff that she did, I always did Pilates from a young age. Is that something, uh, that's something I'm interested in, was that something that she, not forced, or was it just part of like your environment and it was just... No, I was forced, it. totally. Really? 100% forced. Oh, As a wow. teenager, from probably the age of like 12 or 13, she was a self-employed fitness instructor, which yes. you can all relate to. Yeah. If your kids are off school for the, like six weeks of summer holidays, she so you just, followed her around? Yeah, around she couldn't just cancel all her classes, so she just used to take me. And it was like probably the two years that my sister was old enough, she's two years older than me, so she was old enough to be like left at home on her own in the summer holidays, but she wouldn't trust, I think, don't think mum would trust me at home on my own, and she equally wouldn't trust Amy to just like be in charge of me and not terrorise me if she left me at home. So she used to take me with her, and I would just go, and I'd like sit in the corner of her class yeah. and just like watch. And then I think that lasted a few weeks and I just started getting involved. And Pilates is a really wonderful form of exercise that you can do from at any age. There's yeah. really minimal. So I'd say it's probably a little bit more, from my experience, mm-hmm. any, I've only ever trained with your mum and someone who's worked under your mum as well. Sweet. Um, a lot more intense than yoga because the, I think the movement from my experience is a lot more yeah. fast paced yeah. And there's a lot more like, there's like the, quite a few press in motions and yeah. like a little. It's a lot more like core strength based as well. Yeah. So you're going to find, like, feel like you've done a bit more of a workout most of the time, mm-hmm. unless you start getting into the really intense kind of yoga flows and stuff like that. But yeah, it's, it's like, it's, it's hard and it's tough, but it's, you rarely work against equipment unless you're using like some bands or something yeah, like that. Bands so, and balls and bands and balls. Yeah, you are good. I'm impressed with your Pilates knowledge that you've remembered. 
Um, yeah, so she just, I just used to join in. And then it was like every Easter, every Christmas, every summer, I used to go to all of her classes. And then I just so kind you of- you must have got pretty good pretty quickly. Well, you say that. I was like still always being outflanked by 90 year old women. Still really? to this day, if I do one of Joe Fanon's Pilates classes, there's some kind of old age pensioner that just doubles the amount of time that I can hold a blank for. But yeah, it was really good. And it got me, it did get me upskilled in Pilates enough so that when I did my level two and I became a fitness instructor and then a PT, I like did the usual taught a lot of circuits, taught a lot of spin. Yeah. Um, but felt really confident straight away to do my Pilates training. So how long does that take? It took me a year, just over. It's quite a long, yeah. it's the equivalent of a level four. So oh, really? okay. if you, you can do it from being a, um, like a fitness instructor, okay. but the anatomy and physiology that you have to do is kind of PT standard. Um, yeah, I, I, I did flag that. I'm not very good with bones. Muscles I'm better with, but yeah. bones I'm rubbish with. Yeah, Someone was talking about the tits and tibialis things, and I'm like, yeah, probably in your leg. <laughs> I think we're all really good at it when we do it, and then oh, we like, don't use any of those muscles exactly. like, for the next few years. Yeah, then it's like, oh, I'm in the muscles of the feet. And I, yeah. I, oh, the amount of like young PTs that I speak to as well, I think long-term, it's something I want to go into, is like business coaching. Cool. Um, and like, yeah, some some, some of these uh, guys that I've been speaking to, they're like, oh yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm really getting, I'm really struggling with the muscles of the feet, and I'm like, bro, you'll never use them. And I doubt it's all quite in the exam. And all the majority of exams are like open book, oh. so you can copy them, Yeah. <laughs> copy and paste. Um, and you're like, have your knowledge of it, so that if somebody asks you, you can give, you know, you know like the blueprint of the body, but you don't need to know all of the Latin names for all the muscles because uh, like nobody wants to know it and it doesn't help you with training. I, I actually, when I submitted my level three stuff, I said quads over quadriceps, lats for the latimus dorsi, and I got pulled yeah. up on it. Oh. But like, if you if you have, I, I was con when I, I remember actually writing it and I was considering writing buys and tries. Yeah. But I was like, oh, it's only seps on the end. I'll write that. <laughs> Do that extra bit of paper. <laughs> Yeah, and like if you, and now we all know after a few years in the fitness industry, if you, like 90% of the general public, if you take them through a gym session and you said to them like, oh, make sure you kind of squeeze and engage your latimus dorsi, they'd be like, what? Like, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know who she is. Yeah, yeah. nice girl actually, but um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like for, for sure. Um, so. That was, topic. that was a tangent, that was a tangent. We started talking about your mum and then we started talking about lats. Yes. And now, so meditation. yeah, how Force I got into meditation yoga. and yoga and all that jazz. Did my fitness course, did my Pilates course because it was what I was trained in anyway because of following Joe Fenner around through school holidays. <laughs> um, and then basically wanted something of my own. So I was like, I'll teach Pilates, but whilst Joe Fenner's teaching Pilates, I'll never be the best Pilates teacher because she's like, she's always there. So I kind of wanted that branch off on my own. When, when she left my old gym, yeah. I went, mad oh, no. like the manager i was like why have you let that happen and i'm like you just t tell her tell her to tell you what she wants and say yes just get her back and just just nod and be like yes joe 
Just that's yours. Free bags, full shirt. Absolutely. Yeah, and I was like, you absolute idiot. I think, oh. I, yeah, I was calling the manager an idiot and stuff like that because um, let her go. That's... Didn't didn't fight for her. Yeah. I was like, oh. You know what he's missing. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely, um, yeah. Yeah, so I kind of I had that thing of like I wanted my own style of training and I wanted to teach something that was a bit more me. And it was about at the same time where I was probably in like my worst headspace and yeah. just like fell upon yoga from finding like videos on YouTube, becoming really interested in that's it. A, that's a should have plugged there. I know. Shit, that's a world class seed. Check out Emo's yoga flow. Yes. I'll put it in the show notes. Thank you. Anybody yeah. now who just <laughs> wants to fall upon yoga by going on YouTube, uh, then just at Imogen Fanner on YouTube. Yeah. Hi, um, Thank you. Highly recommend as well. Thank you very much. That kept me, yeah. kept me going through lockdown, especially when it was like, you can't leave the house. Yeah, this is a scary time. Yeah. It was nice. It was really cool to like feel like we were all still practicing together. And it just gave me something to do more than anything. I like, knew I had to get up at 8am during lockdown because I had to film the yoga flow. Otherwise, yeah. I'm just one of those people that would have stayed in bed until like two. Yeah, no, me, me too. It was just sure. giving give purpose rather than fly, floating around. Um, but yeah, like, like I said, so would you, I'm not going to say solves because I don't think any singular thing solves anything. Um, but do you think that that was like a big driving force in between in changing your headspace was like the yoga-y sort of things? Yeah, I don't think I would have latched onto yoga as something that now like has such a big space in my life unless it helped me in like the way that it did yeah and certainly just like finding yoga practicing that movement for my body i feel infinitely better and like i go weeks without doing any yoga if i'm just like get really busy at work or i have a particularly good run of powerlifting and kind of get too caught up in doing that and mm -hmm. don't spend enough time to find the balance um or like i'll feel it in my body things start to ache again I like start to get that pain in my shoulder blades and my knee starts to like creak when I walk and yeah. I'm like oh yeah my mat I need to like let's get back on that Put let's get side, back yeah. um and then for your headspace as well certainly with like I think I was just like in a low point with not really knowing what I wanted as a career coming out of a bad relationship and then like those two things together is what tends to put most people in a dark spot and it it pulled me through because it taught me the art of meditation and not doing it as something that I like just do at the end of a yoga flow or that can only happen when I sat on my yoga mat but just something that I can pull on all the time and yeah. you can do like mini meditations throughout your day people don't realize you can do it for like 90 seconds you can do it for a minute yeah any single point where I'm stressed out if it's at my desk or if I'm like out for a walk or if I'm mid training session and maybe I've just like missed a deadlift that I wanted yeah. You just like switch on for those 60 seconds, tap into all the little skills that you know and you've learned, like just focusing on your senses or kind of cutting out all those stresses, closing your eyes, taking a few deep breaths. Yeah. And all of a sudden you're calmer and you're in a better place. And having that's just like a godsend because I don't suffer from like anxiety anymore or anything like that. Like, my, my, maybe my family will contest with it, but I'm genuinely very calm and just like have that. And I think that's really a goal for a lot of people is just to feel yeah calm and feel like content. Yeah, and like I, I can't speak for a woman because I've never been one, but I, I think it's I think it's that being it's, it's that the, be, the being in control. And I just think, especially as guys, we definitely look at these sort of things and really like the, the wrong way and not, not that it's like beneath but it's just something you don't do as a man but like I think just 
it's once once you again once you drop the ego. Yes. Just because oh, I'm I'm. Whatever. I'm going to meditate, which is yeah. like you can lift more weights. Yeah. Oh, shut up. No. We're generalising here. There's a lot of blokes that practice yoga oh. really really well. Yeah. But, yeah. Like you say, and it's it's like it's it's fucked. It's really twisted because. If you practice meditation, you're generally more in control of your own emotions, like you said. And for a lot of people, maybe even especially men, that's like a really lovely thing to know that you're in control of your own emotions and you like can calm yourself down from getting angry or upset in any situation. And yeah, who, what do you tend to think of? What sort of person do you tend to think of when oh, someone doesn't have control over their emotions? It does tend to be a bloke more often than not. Yeah. Which and like that all you... sort of mouthing off in a shot. Apart from the Karens, obviously. The Karens. The yes. Karens. Bob cuts little <laughs> little little thing down there. Can I speak to the manager, planes? Um, and I I would I don't know about you, I just laugh, genuinely laugh in their faces if I see them yeah, in like okay. shops and I can speak to the manager and they're like <laughs> <laughs> You just help find anyone, out their name, but, don't you? You yeah. wanna kind of pickpocket their driving license just to double check it yeah. out. Or like, the best thing was once I was in Starbucks. The name on the car. On the car. That's beautiful. I quit. I'm That's out. A I, I've completed it. <laughs> completed it. Um, so, with the sort of like you said, it does. I think people think a meditation has to be done like a certain time of the day. Do you do you do it at like regular times or when you feel you need it or how how do you do it? Do you do it tactically? Little combination of it all, really. I like. I'm definitely a tactical meditator, mm. so like work is probably a big one for me. And like, I don't do a particularly stressful job. My job is lovely, and I love it, and I really enjoy it. But I'm my own worst enemy at like piling things on that I need to do, not making a note of them like I know I should, and then like getting myself stressed out because I feel like I've got too much to do. Post-it notes, yeah, or write out daily tasks at the start of a week on each like page of the diary. Yeah, beautiful. Bright pink so you can't miss it. And ABC in your to-do list so you know which ones have to be Priorities, yeah. Yes, big fan. Like, I'm getting there, I'm getting better. But everybody has those times where they drop the ball. Oh, you, like, sure. you just get caught up in everything you need to do. And like, I get to that point where I'm probably better through years of practicing meditation at noticing my own like signs of getting stressed out and for me it's that like tight chest where you don't feel like you're using your lungs properly to breathe and my shoulders just come up to my ears and it's like now that I've like noticed those two things I'll just like shut my office door take 60 seconds actively breathe like to my fullest expansion of my chest is it the nasal breathing yeah, yes. or belly breathing is something we do in yoga. So okay. instead of thinking That's about That's what I because like, you, in some of the flows, you were said belly breathing, and I was yeah. like, don't know what she's talking no, about. I don't know what that is. Nays- nasal, I spoke to a, a guy, and he was like, just nasal breathe. He's like, obviously don't do it when you're like training or like high intensity, but he's like, every day, just breathe through your nose. And it's like, yeah, it might be a bit louder, but he's like, you just use your lungs yeah. more efficiently. Like I said, it's something that I'm, I'm still learning and getting a bit more versed in, but like the, the nasal breathing, um, like I just I was um, uh, training jiu jitsu this morning and I was like, hang, like I just just done like a roll or oh. and stuff. I was like, and I was like, I can't do it from my nose. I can't do it from my nose. <laughs> Not anymore. Like, 
yeah, if you get really, really out of breath, don't recommend it. But certainly like nasal breathing throughout the day to use your lungs a bit more efficiently. Mm. When we practice yoga, we talk a lot about belly breathing because it's just like getting that really full expansion of your your lungs and your diaphragm. Yeah. And instead of pulling things like up into your chest, you think about pulling them down into your belly and you get a bit more grounded in it. Okay. So when you breathe in, you think out with the belly. You can go a little bit longer and then everything comes out like a Goes. Sigh. Feels like it's going down. Wow. Okay. Yeah, so everything gets cool. drawn to like the center. But certainly like more on a day-to-day mini meditation. Um, I can't remember what you called it a minute ago, but it was really cool. Like an on-the-go meditator. Tactical meditator. Tactical meditator. That's yeah, like, not yeah. heard that before, but I'm probably going to steal it. Yeah, that's... Um, <laughs> have it, have it, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, so that, and then certainly like throughout lockdown, one of the other things that 2020's taught me is I, I got into the routine of meditating first thing in the day. So you don't have to get up, you don't have to get out of bed. Like I literally just sit there, I put my phone alarm on for five minutes time, and then I just meditate and I just sit there and be really present. So I'm like not really thinking about the day, not really thinking about what happened yesterday, just enjoying that time to be awake, but to be like totally present and calm. Mm. And when I get out of bed, I feel a hundred times better. And that takes some practice. There's obviously days where like your alarm just goes off and you just have to get up in a whirlwind. Usually if I'm yeah. late. Um, but if I can do that five minutes, then my day is going to be infinitely better. For sure, for sure. And um, some, something that I do, it's not the same. Like I said, one another thing that I'm working on is snoozing, because that's what starts saying about my mindset of the day if I start snoozing the alarm. Yeah. Um, so something that when I'm working on, something else that I've started doing in the mornings as well, is I will not go on my phone for the first 15 minutes of the day. Nice. Because I'm in someone else's agenda, I'm not my agenda. Yeah. So I'm focusing on what I'm doing, I'm making sure everything that I need to do is as straight as it can be. Um, obviously being self-employed, especially on the days I know I'm coaching, I will just quickly swipe up and be like, right, has anyone messaged me? Being like, yeah. I'm sick, I can't do today. Because then that's like... That'll affect your day, you need to get hold yeah, of it. Yeah, I, I need to, yeah, like if I, if I need to, if I get to go back to bed or if I get to, okay, cool, I've created an hour there, amazing, or, oh, can I go later? Yeah, sure. I said, oh, that's, everything can be moved and yeah. adjusted accordingly. Um, but yeah, like I said, that, that's been really cool and it's not like, oh my God, check Facebook, check Instagram, check this, check, 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 because I'm just in their agenda, I'm not in mine. Yeah. Like I said, right, what, what do I need to do? What, right, do I need to have a shower? And like having, that's kind of one of the things that we're gonna talk about in a bit is like routines and rituals. And it's like kind of what I, where I'm at with it. I'm just seeing how I am with, right, these are the things I need to do before I go. How am I, how do I want to do it in that given time frame? So I need to, I need to go um, in the shower, I need to do this, I need to eat, I need to yeah. get some, I need to get the, get my journal filled out and everything like that. So like, I might just, well, how do I want to do it today? Could I do that while I'm doing that? Could I do, whilst my breakfast's warming up or whatever? Could I, well, the kettle's boiling, can I start my journal? Can I yeah. get my priorities for today? How, how am I committed? More efficient? How, how am I, what am I committed to feeling like today? Like, fill out some questions. All right, then get this and move this and every, everything like that. So like. Again, like being strategic, being tactical um, with it as well. Like, but yeah, like taking, trying to take that focus away from the phone. Like that's that's what I'd love to get your opinion on is 
phones. Mm. Yeah. I have such a love-hate relationship with my phone. Mm. Um, it's, you've got like, isn't it like over the course of a year, it's like a, you touch your phone over a million times. Oh, that's terrifying, isn't it? I hate my screen time report. Have Every you... Monday that I get it, I'm like, God. Oh, no, 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 no. What I've done, and filming on my phone ruins it, <laughs> um, but have your screen time, because you can get like the widgets and stuff like that. Oh, have okay. it where you can see it all the time. And it'll tell you your most popular apps that day and how long you spent on it and stuff yes. like that. And I looked at it, uh, when was it? Probably sometime last week, and I spent an hour and a half on Instagram. Just in like one go or one day? Yeah, in one day. In it one gives, day. gives you the, the, the total day. I was got to the evening, and I would think it was eight o'clock, and I saw it, I was like, I spent nearly two hours on Instagram. It's, yeah. And then it gives real. you weekly totals of percentages and time. I think one. One week, it was like there's over twenty five hours on the phone. Yeah. And that was quite low. Like I'm, I'm averaging, or my goal is to average around two and a half hours. Sorry, two and a half, four and a half hours over the course of a week. Average that down to about four and a half hours. Yeah, that's like it's a it's a. I think weeks under and over, and because there is going to be days like today, yesterday I did did a film on my phone. Um, But then a lot potentially like maybe Saturday or is a kind of a day off for me. Probably won't go on at all. No. See, that's a really nice place to be though, because I think yeah. for a lot of people, if they've not got the distraction of work and when it gets to a weekend, like really, if you're not socialising and you're not doing something that's good for your body, you tend to spend most of your time on your phone. I mean, if we just added in time like on the iPad and the telly and mm-hmm. the laptop, that would be scary. Be scary. But like, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not watching cats play the piano on YouTube on my laptop on work when I'm on my There's laptop. There's no need to lie to the people of this podcast. What? You totally do watch cat videos. Just when you do, do not touch. And <laughs> just see it. Telephonos. Telephonos. Um, screen time app. So screen time. Yeah, yeah. I've screen used, time and... I've started using that, and I started implementing like I came off Facebook because I just found that Facebook was like not a good place for my mental space. Whereas Instagram, I can follow a lot of. I tend to only really follow people that give good content or that like add something to my day so um so with 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 the whole instagram and thing as well and social media in general you have two sorts of people you have consumers you have creators and i just want to be a creator yeah i will i will have a look at what people are doing but i might one do i care two is it gonna add value yeah three do i like you does it add value is such a like monumental question that everybody should ask at the point of following somebody because if you're following somebody that just makes you feel toxic come out if they don't have value come out even if it's like people you know i will endlessly unfollow people that i like went to school with because i'm like do they have value to my life or what i'm looking at no send them off but people that i look up to in the industry and like other yogis and people i know um people like you and the other guys i work with yeah who post a lot of like helpful stuff yeah. and relatable stuff, mm. then like follow them all day long and they're gonna bring value to your life, like you said. But I use the app to limit the time I spend on it. That's something I need to set up. That's on like for sure. In the, in the next changer. couple of weeks is gonna be that's one of my things to get a handle on is I, I just, did I did do it on my um, iPad because I just went for a period where I got obsessed with playing football manager on my iPad. <laughs> and I've never ever played it. 
Oh, I made Yeovil so good. Oh, we were, no. we were gen genuinely like absolutely romping through the leagues. Perfect. Um, and oh, I was. But does that add value to your life? Possibly. Again, for giving it's you that a, message. It's a, it's a tuning into something different. Yeah. But it got to the point where I was like, once I was on it, I was playing with the app, uh, and even though I, I don't, I don't know if I set it up right, but I did have the thing flash up like you have an hour a day. Yeah. Sneeze for fifteen. Sneeze fifteen. Sneeze fifteen. Um, and yeah, it was, was still, still on this, and then it was t there was times where I'd gotten it, like looked at the clock, it's like it's one o'clock at night, and like that's yeah. not good. Not in a good place. It's not good. Yeah, I think like for me, I started at the start of lockdown putting the limits on the apps that I spend time on, and I think I put all of them to like half an hour. I was like, no more than half an hour a day, and that's it. And it was totally like unreasonable and unrealistic. So then I, I think off the back of advice from one of the guys that I work with I just like set it to what I would usually spend and then weekly brought it down by half an hour and now I'm like I think my phone pretty much blocks me out of everything from 8 p.m at night until 9 a.m the next day so yeah I so only this, have that window again this is a thing that I want to do is like just have the phone not in the house from like 9 to 9 or 8 to 8 yeah or however like however it ends up working. Just as long as you can. And then like, you just bring things down step by step. And now I'm like, I'm never on Instagram for more than an hour a day. And I don't look at my phone until 9am at least, which is usually when I'm already at work, already at the gym. Um, and then like, yeah, 8pm at night. Bear in mind, I don't finish work most nights until after 8pm. It just stops me kind of like going home and just like aimlessly sitting on my phone. I have to do something that adds a little bit more value. Yeah, and like it's, it's where, it's just like for one of my things I say to absolutely everyone and like any chat I've had with friends recently and I'm like it's just where attention goes energy flows results will show and I'm like I remember having a chat with a, a like a guy the other day and he, he was like oh this and it's like I overthink it I'm like well what else are you thinking about nothing I'm like yeah it's your fucking problem mate yeah he's like what, what, what where are you putting your energy he's like oh I just put it into this and work and I'm like right okay well into something else it doesn't, it doesn't like i'm not telling what it has to be it doesn't have to it doesn't have to give value no but like just I'm like, you're not you're not giving a focus to anything you're not there's no focus or attention and it's just going on random things and like at the end we do forget that oh actually we are in control of that yeah and you're like oh yeah i keep on i always think about this well don't, like don't think about it just take, take take that attention and if once you start thinking things, and this is a big insight that I had, is once you start thinking, like looking and thinking at things that you potentially will start getting into like thought patterns that are potentially unhelpful, use it as an alarm clock. Yeah. It's just an alarm clock to think about something differently. Think or about something else. Take action, divert your attention. Change what you're doing. Go into it like, like a meditation or a. For sure. There's, there's another one. Have you ever heard of a chap called Nick Littlehavens? No. I think that's his name. So he's like a speech specialist and worked with like works with like real top level athletes on their sleep. Um, and he was said to something he calls it like. Well, he was gonna. Um, I listened to one of his his things and he's like, we go we sleep in. Ninety minute blocks. Ah, uh, And you yeah. go go down the stairs, come back back up the stairs. Yes. In the bit in the middle, you have your deep sleep. You have like your like your light. It's your REM cycle. Yeah, and you come up and stuff like that. But you go. He said like, you should do about four or five of them in the night, then maybe six, 
if you're sleeping a little bit longer. Um, so you go down up and down the stairs however many times. Um, but he, he's like, if you don't feel that you're getting sleep, he's like, napping isn't a bad thing. Um, and he, he said there's something, it's like CRPs or something like that. Um, and it's a real technical name, but it's like, it is, it's almost like a, med, like a meditation, but it's like just, just a rest or just sit down with your eyes shut for five minutes. Just literally have that like recovery time. Yeah, and it's just like again, just taking taking the attention away from away from stuff. And I know, I know in the past when I like back in like employed days, I would just go and sit like stand in the toilet for a bit. Yeah, just, just like switch off. Yeah, especially if it was getting like particularly particularly stressful. As soon as I could just be like, right, I need to get to the loo. I'd be like, just just taking that t- time to breathe and just coming out of that situation and then being like walking back in but it's so cool it's like you're already meditating like if anybody's out there and says like no i'd never try meditation i can't do it but like, i'm like okay so what do you do when you feel stressed and they're like oh i generally like you say sit down or stand somewhere quiet and just breathe for a few minutes and i'm like dude you're already there that's it like that's all you've got to do there's no like magical headspace you get to through meditation there's not like you're not meant to shut your eyes and see like floating colors and all that amazing stuff just literally having some stillness and then feeling better it's like a period of time where you feel terrible at the start and then you feel better at the end and if you can do that you're there that's it what are your thoughts on guided meditations and headspaces and calms and stuff like that big fan yeah i think they're again like making it accessible for the general population where there's a, like this some kind of stigmatism around meditating and being a hippie and being a yogi, anything whatever you do, space is from the headspace, the most delightful voice. Yeah, there's some beautiful ones on there. He does a podcast. There's a headspace podcast, like Radio Headspace or something like that, and I've just put it on before just because it sounds nice. Yeah, it's just, just a just nice noise. And it's just he's like nice northern bloke, but he's not too northern. He's very soft, soft softly northern. spoken. I think one of the best ones I did from the Khan app was like the guy who plays Bron in Game of Thrones. Because Harry Styles has just done one. And Harry Styles has done one. It's just, yeah. He's got a very like chilled voice chilled anyway. Voice. And I'd always like recommend if somebody really wants to venture into meditation and start like really getting the ins and outs of it and learning a few techniques that are going to help them, I would always recommend going to a class and taking some guided meditations. Mm. I still do one regularly with somebody else because I'm like I'm so open to everything that she's got to teach me um, but if you can't get to a class and there's not one local to you then go on these apps because they're awesome yeah no, like I know when again sort of being the spat out of college sort of thing didn't know, really know what I was doing I was in a sort of I wouldn't say a dead end job because I think if you're going around with a dead end oh, it's a dead end job it's just a dead end mindset yeah, yeah. Um, and like you just just look, end up looking at it wrong um but like there wasn't a progression and it wasn't until I did like my PT qualifications and basically got down on my knees and begged the gym manager he's like moaning about cover and I'm like I'll do it Please. I was like let me do it go give on. me a chance go yeah. on um, oh. and then and, and stuff like that that was eventually like the thing but there was there was there was a long 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 time where I'd been spat at like you come spat at college and I was like oh no and I just started creating a life that I hated. I worked, always worked late shifts. So my, I think naturally I'm like a morning person, like an AMer. Okay. So I'd rather be like 
get everything done in the early morning and yeah. I'm like, right, chill for the rest of the day. Chill, right? And you can naturally make big, like a long day. Mm. Like if you want, if I need to do loads of stuff or I'll get up early. Yeah. Like I said, I can work till six, seven o'clock if I needed to, just to create that, that, that space to do it. Um, but yeah, like one thing that really helped me, one, like asking for help, like I, I think I went to like real extremes thinking it was something really, really bad initially. In reality, it wasn't one. I just created a life I hated. Mm. I was in. I was surrounded by self for people that didn't really like, or like just didn't really people. like them. Yeah, yeah, didn't really like them. Um, there was just no. There was no excitement. I'm a big excitement person. Like if it's not exciting me, it's gonna get fucked off for too long. <laughs> if it's not serving me, it's going. Um, but like, yeah, I'm just like, oh man, like. I just created created life, but like a real thing that did help me was the Headspace app, cool. and I was I was using that, and it was like he uh, again the guy with that he would just do like a body like body scan, and so I don't know if you've ever done anything like that, but it's going from the top of your head, scanning scanning down, um, like like now, I'm like I I kind of want to be able to do it myself. Mm-hmm. So having that, it's like having stabilizers on. Yeah. Think of it as a bit of stabilizers. I could probably go a good place to, to get started, but once you take it off, like the goal, I mean, for me would be to take them off as well. Yeah. So it isn't, but like, yeah, like I said, there's loads of things that you can do, but that was a good, a good starting, a starting place, and probably had a more, more profound impact again because it was a daily action that I was doing pretty much every single day, and I was like, yeah, good luck. Person I was with at the moment, I was like, "Can you fuck off for ten minutes? I need to do my app." I need to do my app. Yeah, I was like, "Can you fuck off? Like, yeah. kick people out of their own uh, rooms?" And that's quite funny, but um, you yeah. know what's important to you, and like, as soon as you do these kind of things and you start them, oh yeah, you'll you see the value. You can you can tell. Yeah, it's a big thing in life. It's just it's, it's seeing value, but like you you actually see what matters to people by what they actually do rather than what they say. What they say. Like I think it's you judge a man by what he does, not what he says. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So, like, one thing um, I wanted to get your opinion on, and I know it's something you were talking a lot, a lot about and um, posting a lot about during like when the lockdown was bad, apart from cracking yoga flows on YouTube, which I've got a link in the link in the comments, um, was gratitude. Yes. Being gratuitous. Um, so I wrote down the definition. Nice. Like a right nerd, because uh, again, it's one of definition. It's it's one of these things where it's like we probably actually don't know what the word means. It just gets kind of thrown about, and I think people. Yeah, see I'm it I'm grateful for that. Well, like, I know, but like, um, I think it says the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation, and return kindness is what I wrote down. I spelled some of the words wrong, but I'm like that's fine. No, that's um, it. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, like I said, that like the gratitude. What 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 are your thoughts? What are your opinions on it? Like, it's something that's become really important to me whilst I practice yoga. So, having these like little things that you can do throughout your day that help you keep that nice mind, like headspace, mm. keep you calm. Um, but something like for me where I base a lot of my life around practicing yoga and I try and do it a couple of times a week 
I will have those like three parts to it where I move my body in a way that feels good and I'm doing something that's like nice and I'm going to benefit from. I have that flexibility and that mobility time. Then I'll drop into a meditation and have that like present calmness. And then at the end of that, I tend to round it off with daily gratitudes. If I've not really practiced a lot that week, it'd be weekly gratitudes. And it's yeah. just like checking back in with things that you're like for me it can be either people or things or situations that have happened that i'm really thankful for because most of the time our default setting is to focus on everything that we're not thankful or not grateful for and it's like it's not a bad thing at all like to be to have goals and to want to push forward and to want to you know move on with your life and your career you have to get uncomfortable with where you are because if you're not where you want to be mm. you have to notice that and kind of right that doesn't work i'm not doing that i'm not spending enough time doing this i need to get better and that need to get better is great but if you only ever focus on the need to get better you're never happy where you are yeah. because you're constantly thinking about where you want to be look forwards measure backwards yeah so you have to like at that same time of like wanting to push forward all the time, check back in each day and say, right, I know I'm not there yet and I know that's still where I want to be, but actually today, like, I'm just really thankful for my mum or my sister or my cats because they're like, they've gave crazy cat lady. Yeah, I'm a bit <laughs> of a crazy cat lady. I'm like, yogis aren't crazy. I mean, I am, but not all of us are. Um, but yeah, so just having those gratitudes and it's as simple as when you're in a meditation for like even a minute or two just thinking about the one thing that's like made you happiest in the day yeah or you can move on to like right a lot of ways that i'll try and teach people that i'm around and teach my clients is that we'll just get in the habit of writing one thing at the end of the day that you were grateful for yeah or one thing at the start of the day that you were grateful for yesterday that you can try and recreate today and it just gets them in that headspace of like having a positive focus and then for a lot of people who are then in an unhealthy place with their mental health and like on that slippery slope focusing on one thing a day that's made them happy might be the realization that there's still like something to be around for and something that can yeah. get better and something they can kind of latch onto. so the way i do that is i write down three wins for the day nice yeah so like genuinely sometimes it's gonna have that yeah, it can be. Because that's a win, because I know it's going to make me feel good. I enjoy going, I enjoy talking to the barbers. Uh, it's a nice experience. Um, like, sorted. That's all it exactly. needs to be. I exactly. like, sometimes I make myself a really nice coffee. I get my oat milk to coffee ratio, like, so on point. I'm like, yeah, oh, that was like, that was epic. And that's yeah. all it has to be. Yeah, like, and, but a, a win could be anything. A win could be like, oh, I am, um, I tied my shoelaces tight enough so the, the lace didn't come and yeah. done when I was going on. Like, it, it's that forcing you. And I mean, in the future, I might go for more than three because it makes me dig more. Yeah. Because sometimes I get to two and I'm like, I was like, oh no, nothing was good today, nothing was good today. Oh yeah, well I did this, but I did this. I'm like, well no, just dig a, dig a bit deeper. And I think people forget, like, if you actually, if you spend time on men, sorry, I thought I was someone coming across here, uh, but it's actually just a screen. Um, but yeah, like with, like the, the more time you put into it and like the higher number to aim for, you will always just dig over like the finite details a little bit more 
to extract to extract that win. Yeah. And then, okay, that's my win. Why is that? Why is that good? Why is that a win? Yeah. Further progress. How can I progress that? Yeah. So something like yesterday, I I I'm doing some having some leaflets made up, and I had to cut down the copy on it because mm-hmm. it was too long. So I did that and I sent it off and I'm like, what, what, what can I do next? And I was like, well, he asked me to get this QR code thing sorted. I want to get that sorted. Get all, get all linked up. And then like when I've done, probably later on when I've looked at the QR codes, be like, hey, yeah, mate. And you just, it's just, it's just this script. It's the strategically building confidence as well. Yeah. And that's been, for me, that's a real big thing. Like, what, like a real thing that I just want to help cultivate people, people. It's, it's just growing the confidence yeah weight loss is really going to help yeah getting a handle on your energy and doing less of the shit you hate is it's gonna is, help. is gonna help but again it's being it's being aware of like these these little things and almost checking back checking back in with the day mm-hmm. again being oh i'm tired i'm gonna go back to bed and this is the thing that i do and i catch myself doing it and call myself up my own bullshit all the time but go like go into bed like you know, I'll do it in the morning. Yeah. Like, it's never the same. It's not. It's never like, the same. You, if you if you're gonna commit to doing something like of an evening, commit to it doing it. Get it like, done. Yeah, yeah. Get it done. Yeah, for sure. So like, um, yeah. Is there is there anything that from the whole Corona thing that made you particularly grateful? Or if there's any other little things that have been that have been in there. For sure, I was grateful for like having yoga as an outsource because again, with like training at home and that fear that most so gym people there's have. There's only like, so many bodyweight squats you can do. Yes, <laughs> there's only so many times you can swing a stolen kettlebell. Um, it was like it was a case zero. of like, yeah, zero times. <laughs> no times. Steal it and just then just like have it. As a it made sport. a lovely arrangement because it was all in size order. So good to look at. Um, yeah, I was really grateful for like already having that practice, and I think I sat down with myself at one point and was like, "This is awesome! Like we're we're forced to stay at home, but I know that the type of training I most enjoy in the world doesn't take any equipment, and I can do it anywhere because it's just yoga and it's just moving, and it's just like all you need is you don't even need a mat; you just need a space long enough that you can lie on the floor." Um, so I then had that realization, and it's when I started my YouTube channel, and it's when I really wanted to like connect with the people that do my classes regularly because I wanted yeah. to still be able to help them. But yeah, realizing that I could then, by doing that, have so many other people interested in it and the response was really cool. Um, yeah, I was really grateful for that. Yeah, massively. Really, really grateful. Yeah, like it's, it's even something that I have found as well. Like it doesn't necessarily have to be something that you're grateful for initially, you might get a couple of months down the line, actually, like, actually, do you know what? The whole lockdown thing. Like, I, I could sit here and be like, oh, yeah, it was shit. And I think a lot of people would be like, oh, yeah, do you remember when we had to stay at home? Right, I'm actually, shit. no, because it, it, like, it created so much space to, like, think and to grow and to look at things differently and actually question things. And then it was like, it made me question things about my life, my career, what I'm doing. And I'm like, actually do you know what like this is such a there's such a benefit like a potential growth opportunity here it's like a, i'm i don't want things like for me it was like not go back and make it the same it was like yeah 
Let's go make it as as different as possible. Let's come out of the other side of this in a better space. Yeah, and it's it's still it's still growing and like I don't I just I like taking taking a risk and stuff like that. So like it's like stuff off the back of it 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 is growing and I I don't want to be like I don't want to be in that environment. I don't think it's serving me anymore Um, and and stuff like that. So like it was that me was a big was like a big. That's really cool. A big like a big eye opener and like I I look at. I look at like what was it the twentieth of March the gyms were told they had to close. Six yeah. in my head, funny enough. Yeah, this is um, the day. And then like today, so what was it seven seven months down the line, and I'm like, nah, We've I'm come really so far. I was like, yeah, and I'm, I'm not, I'm not even started in the grand scheme of things. I'm not even started. That's cool. That's such a nice like place to be in. Yeah. And I think it's really important for people to know that like even if they didn't have that experience through lockdown and even if they are in the headspace where they were like, no, it was awful, like I'm in a worse place or people that were unfortunate enough to like lose their jobs and stuff like that. Mm, but re- re- reframe that. Yeah. Reframe that because you, you, you still, you, there is a, there was, there's a lot of help out there. Like I didn't get anything from the government because I hadn't done my first tax return. Uh, so I didn't get a penny from anyone. All of the money I made was from me. There was no thousand pounds my bank account just for no the good world no no, yeah. no nothings no loans no nothings but like that's not me being little old me but like i was like looking at other people like other people like well you've just been made redundant from a job you said you hated like, i'm only hearing good things yeah. <laughs> i'm only hearing good things go and pursue something that you actually actually like and you actually enjoy yeah and there's always a starting place for everybody so even if you didn't make that start for a lockdown and you have had like a really rubbish time just make that starting place now just like mm. find the time do start doing these little things that help your headspace and make yeah, you a better person and then you'll be ready and this is one thing that i've realized i was really bad in the past and the lockdown highlighted it um and the and like i, I caught myself doing it literally yesterday so what why wait why why wait why why you waiting why are you putting it off why are you putting it off Again, realistic in probably in reality, it is avoiding discomfort, which us humans are very, very, very good at. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm, I'm sat here, like, I caught myself doing it yesterday. So, I bought the gym I'm at now. Um, obviously, Brazilian Jiu Jitsu is the main thing, but they also, they also do Muay Thai. Oh, cool. So, I'm like, oh, I want to get like a good foundation at Jiu Jitsu before, mm-hmm. before I like look at striking and stuff like that. And then I went and did like some pad work with someone the other day, and that. I actually enjoyed that, like hitting and actually learning how to throw a punch properly. And then I'm like, he's like, oh yeah, well if you want to do more, like there's always like the Muay Thai one. Yeah, like I was like, I want to get a bit better at Jiu-Jitsu before. I'm like just putting, I was like, nah, I'll get better at Jiu-Jitsu before. Yeah, they don't, go away, there go is away. no crossover. There is no crossover, like it's grappling and striking, two very, very different things. But like, I was like, nah, no, I can't, can't do it, can't do it. And I literally was let, led in bed last night and I was like, why, why are you waiting? Why like, did I do that to myself? And I'm like, I know I enjoy striking, so I start going tomorrow. Cool. I'm like, what, what, like, why not? What am I waiting for? Exactly, yeah. what am I waiting for? That's such, it's, it's a, such a cool headspace to have. And if like people can get themselves to that point, <laughs> the opportunity is in front of them. It's not, it's not easy, but it's just this, like, it's just, I think it's just viewing things differently. There's nothing that fundamentally changes. Um, it's really hard to change your whole entire headspace, but it's really, really easy to start making those like tiny little baby steps towards it. 
and that's what people don't realise. It doesn't have to like you don't have a light bulb moment. You just like start making these little changes, meditate once a day for ninety seconds, and just see how that makes you feel after a week. But it's it's like it's it's applying the compound effect, compound interest, everything like that. Like yeah, you, okay. So you did six, 60 seconds mm-hmm. over like the course of a day. What's that over the course of a month? So three sixes. That's like quick maths. Eighteen hundred seconds. That's a lot of time. <laughs> My math skills. Eighteen minutes, hundred eight minutes. I don't know. Uh, so, some some amount of time. Yeah. A, a large amount of time, but then times that by twelve. What's that? A lot more. I'm not going to work it out because my calculator doesn't work. Um, <laughs> like, yeah. So, and of course, doing one one thing over and over and over again, you're going to get pretty, not even good at it, because it's not a thing to be good at. No. It's just getting a bit more drilled and being able to drill into that. You're going to realise its benefit, and as soon as you know that something has a benefit and it adds value to your life, you're, you will just keep doing it naturally. We want to cling to the things that we know help, so yeah, for sure. once you make it a routine and you realise that that routine has benefit, it'll just stay with you forever. Amazing segue, amazing segue. Yeah? Yeah, routines. Hit me with your three top tips for creating amazing routines. For creating a routine. So start small, for sure. Like meditation, adding that into somebody's daily routine. If I teach it to any of my clients or students or people I work with, people that come to my classes, I don't want anybody to feel like they need to do like half an hour or an hour of meditation a day or they need to commit to this big amount of time 90 seconds a day or 10 minutes once a week that's all i'd ever aim for start really small like i said you'll notice the benefit of it and once you have that benefit it will naturally become a routine because you'll never want to drop what brings value to your life um the morning so for me and the change in the lockdown yeah win the morning win the day it's so good. You're like a walking, just like spouting out these. <laughs> Honestly, I did a podcast it's yesterday, crazy. and like everyone, I just got to the to the mic and was like, blah, blah. blah. Here's another tip. <laughs> just just right yeah, it's just like every like every now and then, I was like, where attention goes, energy flows. Results will show. Don't like them. <laughs> People need to know this. <laughs> yes, win the win the morning, win the day. So For sure. like make these things your first priority in the day. Don't wake up and focus on working for somebody else, working for a business that doesn't add value to your life. Work on the things that are going to make you a better human. Be in your agenda. Be in your agenda. Jeez, you've done it again. That's <laughs> <laughs> good as I. Yeah. Start it small. Um, aim to do it in the morning. Start your day with these things. And, oh, what's number three? Don't be afraid to get out of your comfort zone. For a lot of people, a barrier that they probably won't think about with meditation is just like getting uncomfortable with themselves. Like I said before, I'm an extrovert, love talking about people, like two people, I love being around people. And probably the like years ago when I started meditation, the idea of being still and quiet and like in my own head was probably a bit scary because I was like, I don't know if I want to go back there, mm. I don't know what's in there, I don't know what's going to come out. Um, but if you're practicing this like in the morning when you're on your own 
Um, it's a totally free space and that give yourself some freedom to kind of get uncomfortable, sit in your own headspace for a bit. And if like uncomfortable things come out, if it makes you a little bit emotional, that's totally okay. So a lot of people's initial response to any kind of meditation and being still would just be like a total overwhelm because they'll find yeah. that actually they've been burying a lot of stuff. And by focusing on the past and the future, and like having all that busyness in their head, it just allows them to bury it. And as soon as they get still, it might just like flood to the surface. But that's sure. okay, because once it's out of the surface, usually it goes. And, you, and you've got to remember, and another thing that um, one of the guys said uh, the other day is, like we just need to be so aware of what we digest. Yeah. Physically, like mentally, physically, uh, what we watch, what we listen to, what we, uh, yeah, what we eat, what we drink. What goes in must come out. 100%. So like if, if you're if you're putting in I'm not gonna say negativity, but like if you're putting in unhelpful thoughts on like what's gonna have to that's gonna come out at some point. Yeah. If there's a trauma, it's gonna have to come out at some point. Like and yeah, you can sit and have it in a little box in the back corner of your brain, but it'll always be there. You yeah. take it to your grave. And it's taking up your brain space. Like there's Ooh. only a finite amount of time and room in there. Yeah. It's it's hard and as scary as it might be, it's just it's just not being afraid to deal with it. Getting uncomfortable with being in your own head and, and yeah. hey, when was the last time you ever saw your comfort zone? Have you got a, have you got a line for me? No, you haven't. Oh. Where was it? Yeah, that's very true. You can't, I can't touch it. I can't look at it. It's not tangible. It's not tangible. Love that. Absolutely. Awesome. Some really helpful uh, like routine tips there. Like again, I think it's just keeping it small, keeping it simple, yeah. and just sticking sticking to the principles that you know are going to work. So moving on to the, you're looking, aren't you? No, I've not <laughs> seen them. I can't read upside so, down. I don't know why I tried. Awesome. So moving into the final three. So these are just some fun uh, sort of off the cuff questions, just to just to sort of make us finish the uh, podcast with a smile on our face. Uh, just get a bit of an insight into like like where you've been and then just one like bang cowabunga to finish off cool uh so what's the worst other date you've ever been on oh no um oh it was probably weatherspoons not here <laughs> in bristol and he didn't even turn up i just got really drunk on my own and then my friend had to pick me up <laughs> the worst date i've ever been on is the one that didn't turn up yeah i mean shout out to that guy who ghosted me from tinder back in like 2017 <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love that. Amazing. Um, and what's, where's the coolest place you've ever visited? Now, people were getting a bit confused on this one. So you can have one in the UK, one in, one worldwide. Oh, okay. Um... Obviously, you can't like, travel at the moment, so UK option might be a I bit know, more sound. for that. I went to Russia, St. Petersburg, Okay. when I was probably like 14 before I realised that Russia's a scarier place than I thought it was. And that was amazing. Like mm. apparently some yeah, St. Petersburg is supposed to be like quite like an underrated city yeah, to visit. It's incredible. Like when you think about rich people, there's rich people and then there's like the people that built houses in Russia back in the nineteen hundreds. Yeah. There was some yeah, there's some awesome stuff there. That yeah. was really, really cool. And like unexpected. Mm. I think as a teenager I was like, who wants to go to St. Petersburg? But it was yeah. awesome. What about in the UK? In the UK, probably, I don't know, I've not really been to many, too many cool places in the UK. 
Probably the newt. Keep it local. Like yes. that place is twenty five minutes away, and oh, it's, it's amazing, incredible. It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. I love it there. That's like my happy place. I'll just go there. Yeah. I love like the, the little tr little tree walk thing. Yeah. That's cool. cool. That's really cool. so Instagrammable. If you want some pictures, <laughs> get get some nice photos. Yeah. yeah. Oh, imagine the leaves. God, oh, how many likes are going to be? Beautiful. There's so many apples there. <laughs> um. Awesome. And then to finish off, what is your life motto slash mantra? Oh. It's all about good vibes. It's all about good vibes. All about the good vibes. Yeah. Anybody that knows me knows that I use the word vibes too often. Vibes. And vibes with the Z. Yeah. Yeah. Vibes. <laughs> I'll why everything a wine seven eye? Oh no, no, I'm not. No, I'm not a monster. <laughs> vibes with a Z at least. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. Thanks, finally, finally pinned you down. I know. <laughs> I'm doing it here talking about organisation in the words for it, but Amazing. we're getting better. We're meditating through it. <laughs> Love it. Thank you so much. Thanks, Billy.